Thank you, Father, for that lovely song intro. Hello, everyone. My dad has reported back to me that he shared his daughter's podcast with his Shondell's buddies that he uh, started. My Long story. My dad is one of the original Shondell's, so he passed the song along to some other band members and other people that he knows. And one of them apparently is, is doesn't, let's just say is not in agreement with the rest of my philosophies. And he wrote my father back. And apparently it wasn't lovely, but I, I don't care. Maybe he learned something. Anyhow, I would like to begin this episode by reading one of my favorite childhood books. It is a <clears throat> Dr. Seuss book. However, it is written by Theodore Lesig. And it is called Wacky Wednesday. Now, before I proceed, I would like you to understand that this is an illustration book that um, the text may not describe what you see in the pictures. However, that's not the point of why I'm reading this book. We'll discuss after our story. Sit back. And imagine, if you will, please. Wacky Wednesday. It all began with that shoe on the wall. A shoe on the wall shouldn't be there at all. Then I looked up and I said, oh man. And that's how Wacky Wednesday began. I looked out the window and I said, gee, More things were wacky, and I saw three. I went down the hall, and I said, Hey, three more things were wacky today. In the bathroom, more. In the bathroom, four. I began to dress. Then I said, Wow, four more things are wacky now. I looked in the kitchen. I said, by cracky, five more things are very wacky. I was late for school. I started along and I saw that six more things were wrong. And then seven more. And the Sutherland sisters, they looked wacky too. They said, Nothing is wacky around here but you. Hmm. But look, I yelled, eight things are wrong here at school. Nothing is wrong, they said. Don't be a fool. I ran into school. I yelled to Miss Bass, look, nine things are wacky right here in your class. Nothing is wacky here in my class. Get out. You're the wacky one. Out, said Miss Bass. 
I went out the school door. Things were worse than before. I couldn't believe it. Ten wacky things more. Then I counted eleven. Then twelve worse things. I got scared and I ran. I ran and knocked over Patrolman McGann. I'm sorry, Patrolman. That's all I could say. Don't be sorry, he smiled. It's that kind of day. But be glad. Wacky Wednesday will soon go away. Only twenty things more will be wacky, he said. Just find them and then you can go back to bed. Wacky Wednesday was gone when I counted them all, and I even got rid of that shoe on the wall. The end. <laughs> well, that was a good story, wasn't it? Unfortunately, you cannot see the uh, images, but it has all sorts of things that you're supposed to, you know, point out and look for in the pictures that, that are just wrong. But the thing that I found most interesting was that the sisters were saying, there's nothing wrong here. This is all perfectly normal. Nothing to see here. Move along. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? Like perhaps the double standard that we get with our mainstream media today. Yes, I think so. I think they um, say there's nothing to see here when there is something to see, such as, oh, riots in Portland and Kenosha and various other cities. And then when there's nothing to see, but a little bit. You know, I got to give the, the, the break into the Capitol building on January 6th, you know, it really wasn't that horrible. It was horrible because Ashley Babbitt, or is that her name, Babbitt, was killed. That's horrible. And the people that died afterwards, for whatever reasons, there were a few suicides by the policemen, whether they were suicides or not, we do not know. Um, and then there's, of course, the officer that we they're not releasing how he died. <sighs> and then there's the down is up situation with the shaman who sits in isolation and has been in jail since he turned himself in. <laughs> Unlike the kid that dressed in Trump gear that is a known Antifa guy. What's his name? John something. Um, I don't know what his name is. I have it probably written somewhere, but anyway, it, it, it's just, it's one thing after the other of double standards and I'm so tired of it. I'm just so tired of it. And then they tell us that we're crazy. That's why this Wacky Wednesday book was so apropos for today. I thought, they tell us we are crazy and they're the ones doing the craziness. They're the ones that, what's the word? 
Oh my goodness, my brain has gotten to a point. Projection! Thank you, thank you, Lord. Sometimes he has to just feed it to me and I have to wait for it and pay attention to him speaking and then it's like, oh, I hear you, thank you. The word is projection. If the left says we're doing it, guaranteed they're doing it. And it's rather annoying. Very, very annoying. So um, other than the feedback that I have not seen yet, but I'm hoping my dad sends it to me, um, from the guy who apparently went off about my podcast, um, I, I'm kind of curious what you all thought. Or if you've had the chance to read the article, I did post it on, um, can't remember if I posted it on my parlor page or just my telegram page, but it's out there somewhere. Um, anyway, it, it, it's very interesting to me. This, this wacky Wednesday book, I just want to shout it from the mountaintops and say, look, this is, this is what we're going through right now. There's bananas growing in apple trees, okay? Worms are chasing birds. <laughs> That's the sprinkler is running and it's cut in half, okay? Are you and the hose is cut in half. Are you following here? Are you tracking with me? That's what happens when you have a total breakdown of the rule of law. The problem with society right now and the problem that we're facing, I really believe is that we as God-fearing Christians with morals who have not been demoralized by the Marxist indoctrination, um, we follow the rule of law and we are continuing to try to follow the rule of law, rule of law, but that system is completely broken. So what do we do in that situation? I honestly, I don't know how how we can fix it. I had something. I'm all discombobulated because I have these. My, If you could see me, my lap is full of Dr. Seuss books because they're quite wonderful, honestly. <laughs> and I had something here, a little note I wanted to read. There it is. Oh, I don't know. I I guess. Oh, it was just something about. Um, oh, something I saw tonight was something about the climate and how they're constantly. This this kind of goes along with the whole um, telling us something that just isn't true and and telling us we're the crazy ones. Um, the whole climate change thing. Suddenly it has turned, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but it's not, it's no longer um, global warming. It's turned into climate change. And I think that's because the whole global warming thing wasn't working out so well for them. That, you know, it's been 12 years since, well, let's see, when was it first that, um, Al Gore started saying that the world was going to end. Gosh, that was during Clinton era. So, a while. <laughs> but there was a guy. His name is Frank 
Lass, L-A-S-S-E, and he has a website called truthinenergyandclimate.com. And I highly recommend you go to that website um, and educate yourself so that you can be prepared to argue facts about the fact that um, the things that are happening with our climate are actually quite normal. And they're all, um, we are being told, you know, the world's going to end. We only have 12 more years. If we don't do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, then we're all going to die. Okay, well, you know what, we're all going to die anyway. And we're more likely right now to die because of eugenics programs going on by Bill Gates than we are of oh, global warming and, you know, the, the waters of the oceans rising and overtaking us. And um, then there's also the fact, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Bill Gates is also starting to um, try to block the sun. Do you know why he's trying to block the sun? And what happens when you block the sun? It gets dark. But do you know that even if you, if the, if the, our God is just so perfect. You know, if you think about, well, let me back up. See, I interrupted myself again. Okay, if you block the sun, even by a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, I think even 1% overall, you will stop photosynthesis from its natural progression. You will have no crops because they need the sun to, to shine in the way that it does currently in order to have the proper germination of plants and that sort of thing. And <clears throat> gosh, Bill Gates has recently started a... program. I'm not sure if he's actually already launched a satellite of sorts or something, but he has a plan. I know he's filed patent applications. I don't know if they've been granted yet or not, but to actually shield the earth from the sun in order to start this process of breakdown in our food production, basically. It, it boils down to that. You stop the sun, you slow the, the growing of plants, and that therefore stops the ability to grow our crops, and it will create mass global starvation in his mind. He is sick. Can I just say the man is a sick, sick man and we need to pray for him. I mean, I I get very very frustrated at these people. I I think that there there are so many on on the left that are are just gosh, they are just so lost. What more can we do for them but pray for them and and hope that you know, 
this war on cops that they have, this whole thought of, you know, you know, I think it would be a really cool idea. Yeah, this is a great idea. Okay, let's see. Who can I get together with? Hmm, I got my buddy Fauci. I'll get him. Yeah, he's a good one. And and then, and then who else is there? Hmm, okay, there's Hillary Clinton. Yeah, she's really cool, too. I like her a lot. Mm -hmm. She is just out there enough that she could get the people on my side to 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 go to China. Maybe she could talk her buddy Joe to, to get in his, his, his son high on drugs. Send him over. We'll just go over together. We'll go over to China. And, yep, this is a great plan. I am developing this plan. Now, we're going to go to China. And we're going to pay them. Fauci built this idea about, oh, it was in the 80s or 90s sometime. And he came up with this disease, this, this bio, what, what should we, uh, a bioweapon, let's call it that, yes. And we will, we will have them develop it. But along with that, we're going to have them develop the cure. And then, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And while we've got that cure being developed, we might just release it out into the world. And then we can, we can play on that. And we can, we can have the media be bought into. Oh, 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 wait, we're going to have to get Obama involved. Yep, he's going to have to be involved because during his presidency, he's going to have to set up a shadow government because just in case anything happens, and we lose that power in the in the White House. We're going to need power in more areas. So so so. Oh, and my buddy George, I need to call Mr. Soros. Yep, I'm going to get him involved. He has the money too. With his money and my money, we can combine and join forces, and we can we can um, start buying and 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 bribing people. And you know what we'll do? This is what we're going to do. We're, oh, this is great. We're going to, you know what? We're going to get Jeff Bezos involved too because he has Amazon. And you know what? Amazon's big box. So, so, oh, okay, okay. So wait, wait, wait. This is going to be so good. Listen to this. What we can do is we can have, we can, we can, we can get all the people terrified because this virus. And you know what the truth is? We'll know this, but they won't need to know. We'll know that it's 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 really not that bad. That yeah, if you get it and you're not treated, you're probably going to die. You know, if you especially if you're if you're obese or or have, you know, diabetes or or you know, some some heart problem or you can't breathe or something like that. Yeah, then then you know, you may die. But you know what? That's just going to speed up the process of, of getting rid of the population. These idiot people who are taking up space on the planet that I want to reign. And so, okay, so we'll do that. And then what, what would be the next step? Okay, so let's pretend. Okay, so we're going to release that. And then during the time when Obama is in office... We'll have him start setting up corrupt court systems throughout the states. And the state's court systems will start telling people, your case has no merit. That 
case has no merit. Fraud, you say? Fraud? I say not. I say there's no fraud there. You are a conservative Christian. Lock them up. We can't have that. These people who think of God as, as, what? There is no God. If there was a God, I wouldn't have to be spinning my plates in the air myself. You know? I wouldn't have to be orchestrating this mass chaos. Chaos. Okay, so you know what? I think I may have to get um, these two idiots. I saw them the other day. Gosh, they've started up these things. There's one thing called Facebook and one thing called Twit Tweets, Twit Twatter, Twitter, Twitter. I don't know what it is. But these two guys, too, if they get involved, they can help. Because you know what? If we just convince everybody that we're right and they're wrong and no matter what they do if they sue us too bad we've bought the court the court will just deny them the court will just say ha fool you fool run away run away you fool you fool get out of my school <laughs> that's what they'll say oh my goodness I could go on and on it's just disgusting when you think of it you think about it, and you, you ponder to yourself, who comes up with this crap? Oh, the guy who invented Microsoft. I'm going to tell you a little story about Microsoft since we're on the subject of Microsoft. Back in the day, when I was working at a law firm, I, uh, I, I worked, um, and... I was, I was managing, I don't know how to describe it. I worked for several attorneys in the firm itself, but I also oversaw all of the, we called ourselves secretaries. I hate to say it, but that's what we were. We were no, we were not administrative assistants. We weren't anything like that. We were their secretaries and that's what we were. And we didn't care. It was just a word. We knew what we did. We ran the show. Um, so anyway, Part of my duty was I created something that just totally came natural to me. Um, I have been totally blessed with a gift of what I call access to extreme laziness. I mean, efficiency. (laughs) The truth is that if I can find a way to do something the best way, the fastest and cheapest and easiest way, it just comes to me and I can lay it out there and we can get it done that way. So I did that with all of the forms we have to use to file a patent application. And if anybody ever says, oh, I filed a patent. No, you didn't. You didn't file a patent. You have to get a patent. A patent is granted upon much prosecution. So don't ever, ever, ever say, did you file a patent? No, you didn't file a patent. You filed an application for a patent. The patent is the ultimate goal. And you know what? It's so selfish. I'm getting off topic here, but this is where my brain is headed right now. While I was doing this world of patents 
and stuff, the thought occurred to me that I was in the exact opposite world of where I, sh- where I should be. And even though I was doing all the administration and stuff, which I did enjoy, I, I enjoyed all the streamlining and all that kind of thing. All I could see was the underlying core of the goal of obtaining a patent is to say, it's mine and I'm not sharing it. Oh, if I share it with you, I might share it with you, but you're going to pay me big time for that. And that's where the money is made, you see. And my dear, dear friend, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, (laughs) he is the king of patents, man. That guy has so many patents, but he is the nicest guy. And bless him, because the things that he does with his patents help people, you know? They're not about mRNA, and boy, I also, after I left this law firm... Oh, wait, 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 let me finish that story first. Um, okay, so I had just gotten finished. We used WordPerfect, and I'm not afraid to use, you know, company names and stuff here. I get paid by no one. I get asked by this little app that I use to record this podcast all the time, don't you want to monetize this? Don't you want to monetize this? No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I do this because it's my therapy session, remember? You guys listening to me is my therapy. And I'm saying that to all three of you. So you better listen good. (laughs) Oh, and the cats. The cats are sitting here staring at me like I'm crazy fool. I think they're ready for another story, quite actually. So anyway, um, I had just finished this massive, massive library of automated forms using WordPerfect. And lo and behold, a great celebration was therefore thusly had. Shortly after, I remember this as clear as day, it was right after the O.J. Simpson case happened. We all watched it in one of the conference rooms. We all watched him in his Bronco. Then we all watched the whole case on TV and stuff. And it was like, you know, it was like the biggest thing in the world, this OJ Simpson thing. It was crazy. Anyway, that's the timing that we're talking about here in my life. Okay. Right after that happened, we got the mother load of clients in our law firm. We got Microsoft as our client. And here we are. I have just finished, and I'm not kidding. It was within, I would say, maybe three months of my having finished this vast library of fully functioning automated documents. So if you needed this form, if you needed a 1449, you could just punch that in and you typed in all your references and there you had it. And, you know, if you had one from the other, you know, prior patent applications or CR, CIP or whatever, these are all patent prosecution stuff, okay? If you had any of that stuff and you needed it piped in, it was so good, it was all streamlined. And Microsoft said, um, by the way, if, if you're going to be our law firm, we are going to insist that you move all of your stuff to Word. 
and I about died. Not only because word sucks, and if you know why I, as an administrative person, believe word sucks, it's because engineers wrote how to get around the world in Microsoft Word, and administrative types wrote word perfect. And so an administrative type brain, mine, can very easily and functionally use word perfect, which you'll, I, I don't even think word perfect exists anymore. But be that as it may, blah, blah, blah. All this, that, and the other to say that they told us and my law firm at the time agreed and said, okay, we're pretty sure Jill can convert all this stuff. And they knew what, what time and energy I had spent in um, developing all of this. And it wasn't very long after that that I left that law firm. <laughs> I, I did work on several Microsoft things, but... Um, I would say it was probably, oh, maybe two years after that, that I left that law firm and I moved to San Diego and started working at, oh, a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, that was fun. I learned a lot about big pharma and none of it was good. None. Not one thing. Nope. Not one thing was good. That's another conversation. But I do know a little bit about mRNA. I used to type up patent applications for pharmaceutical stuff. Okay. And one of the things that I did learn right away, the pharmaceutical company that I happened to work for made one of the very biggest mistakes very early on that they ever made. <laughs> and I think they learned from this mistake. They created a cure, not a vaccine, not a uh, therapy, something that you have to repeat and take again and again and again, which is what they do now. But they created a cure for cytomegalovirus, which is... Um, the disease that causes blindness in the late stages of AIDS. And um, yeah, they, they, they cured it. They, it's a shot that goes straight into your eyeball and no thank you for that. I, I, would, I would rather not. Thank you. I'll pass on the eyeball needles to my eyes. No, no, ow. I can't even imagine. Um, but yeah, and then so they uh, just worked themselves right out of that because you know what? Once you cure something, there's no need to produce it anymore. Not only that, but then the uh, big pharma, big, big pharma. Now, the company I was working with had a lot of license agreements and stuff with, you know, like um, AstraZeneca and other companies. But they were smaller, smaller place. And um, if you're smart enough, you could figure out who it was that I worked for. But... Um, Anyway, they, they quickly learned that creating a cure is, is not the answer. That what they want to do, and they outright said it, is we don't want to find cures. No, 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 no. We want to find treatments. And I was told that, point blank, point, 
point blank. We don't look for cures, we look for treatments. Because if we cure it, we work ourselves out of business. And that's the facts. And if you're waiting on a cure for, oh, cancer or anything like that, just good luck. You're not going to get one. Unless you happen to be a very um, intelligent person and um, can do all that science garbage that I can't stand. And, um, yeah, invent one yourself. And be a, be, a, be a kind person and not a Bill Gates and don't want to kill the planet. That's what I keep asking myself is, why? Why does he want to kill us all off? If it's not by famine, you know, Bill Gates, I, now I've heard both sides now. I've heard that he does own most of the farmland in the United States, but then I read recently that that's, that's been fact-checked and it's not true. And if I can help it somewhere down the road, I'll have another little farm and I'll put him into competition. Either that or I'm just going to go live with my Amy. And she's got her little farm and I'll live happily ever after with Amy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so don't, don't be putting your eggs in a basket about the, uh, the uh, pharmaceutical industry going to do anything but kill you with their vaccines and, you know, mRNA, messenger RNA. Messenger RNA takes a something. So you've got, let's see, what could I use as an example of? Let's say you had a, a sickness that caused your right eye to stay shut. Okay? And they came up with um, a little antidote to that right eye being shut too much. Darn it. I hate when I have right eye shuttedness. <laughs> That's what they call it. That's the technical term. What do you have? Whoa, it's it's horrible. You don't want to know. It's called right eye shuttedness. And they're not. There's nothing you could do. It's just my right eye. I walk around and it's shut all the time. No, we're going to make, we're going to invent this thing. And what they do is they basically... Put this cure on top of this thing called mRNA and it sits on top of the cell inside of there and it sends out little messages to the rest of your cells to tell it what to do to say, open your eye, open your eye, open your eye. Okay, now that is a very, very um, broad-minded way of thinking about it, but that is what I understand from typing up multiple multiple patent applications with all kinds of gene sequencings and stuff like that. And it was driving me crazy. And so I didn't work there anymore. And then I went to work for uh, Reuters instead. And yeah. And I went and just trained everybody on how to file and manage and deal with all their patent applications and their patent portfolios. And by the way, I trained Google. And this is what they did. I, I went to Google and I taught them using a particular software that we sold um, to manage this. Oh, let me back up a little. I got that job because 
when I worked at the pharmaceutical company, we had that software. And I manipulated it and manipulated it and manipulated it so much to streamline, much like what I did with um, the forms at the law firm, I streamlined not only the patent department, but I interacted it with all of the other, anywhere that that patent process involved, I took it to the rest of the, the pharmaceutical company and said, you can also access this software and it will shorten this time and this time and that time. And if you enter this and I enter this and she enters that from her department and da, 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 everything you ever want to know about how this idea started here and ended up as patent number such and such here and who's related by patent number to da 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 it will all be in here anyway i developed that so much with this company that they hired me i had to sing to get that job that was fun i had to sing i sang a song my daddy wrote i sang i think we're alone now <laughs> my daddy wrote that song so anyway, um, yeah, that's a true story. That's another true story. I, I was working on a contract basis, and I said to the guy, the, the president of the company, I said, he said, why don't you just come work for us? And I said, well, because I'm too expensive for you. You can't afford me. And he said, I don't know. I tell you what, you sing your daddy's song and I'll hire you tomorrow. And I said, deal. We were at a party and for our company, and we were there, and I said, deal. And so I went up and told the band what to play, and I sang the song, and next day I got myself a job. <laughs> that was funny. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's about it. And... Um, <sighs> My biggest thing that I have been dealing with right now, aside from Wacky Wednesday, Dr. Seuss, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Let's see. Hold on. Let's, before I give you my final closing thoughts here, I want to see. Let us, let us see. Let us see. Which book do we want to read? I'll tell you the ones I have in front of me. And, oh, I think I may have a band one. <gasps> I think I have two band ones right here. <gasps> I'm not 100% positive, but I think there's a Wocket in my pocket has been <gasps> canceled and a Findo in my window and a Nookcase in my bookcase. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're going to read that because it's one of my favorites. Did you ever have a feeling there's a Waskit in your basket? I eat that. Or a Nero in your bureau? Or a Waza in your closet? Sometimes I feel quite certain there's a jerton in the curtain. Sometimes I have the feeling there's a Zlock behind the clock. And that Zelf upon the shelf? I have talked to him myself. That's the kind of house I live in. There's a Nink in the sink. And a zamp in the lamp. And they're rather nice, I think. Some of them are very friendly, like the yacht in the pot. 
but that yaddle in the bottle, some are friendly, some are not. I like the zable on the table and the gare under the chair, but the bofa on the sofa, well, I wish he wasn't there. And all those nutboards in the cupboards, they're good fun to have about. But that toothbrush on my toothbrush, him I could do without. The only one I'm really scared of is that vug under the rug. And that quimney up the chimney, I don't like him. No, not at all. And it makes me sort of nervous when the Zoll scoots down the hall. But the yeps on the steps, they're great fun to have around. And so are many, many other friends that I have found. Like the Teller and the Neller and the Geller and the Deller and the Beller and the Weller and the Zeller and the Seller. And the Geeling on the ceiling and the Zower in my shower. And the Zillow on my pillow. I don't care if you believe it. That's the kind of house I live in. And I hope we never leave it. Now tell me what is wrong with that story. I have no clue. I love it. I just think it's wonderful. And there's not... I mean, the creatures in it are all fake. How could it possibly be hateful or cancelable. I don't understand and I'm not happy about it. I may have to write my own little Dr. Seussish type of poem. Okay, so I have that one and I have, and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street. For some reason, I think that one might be put on the, sorry, no more. You are no more. Go Dog Go is one of my favorites. I think my my three favorites are Go Dog Go, Wacky Wednesday, and Are You My Mother. Are You My Mother and um, Go Dog Go are by P.D. Eastman. And I read those till I was purple as a kid. Oh, The Thinks You Can Think. That's another good one. Oh, The Thinks You Can Think. Are you enjoying our Dr. Seuss reading story hour? I am. You can think up some birds, that's what you can do. You can think about yellow or think about blue. You can think about red, you can think about pink. You can think up a horse. Oh, the things you can think. Oh, the things you can think up if only you try. If you try, you can think up a guff going by. And you don't have to stop, you can think about schlop. Schlop, schlop, beautiful schlop, beautiful schlop with a cherry on top. You can think about gloves. You can think about snubs. You can think a long time about snubs in their gloves. You can think about Kitty O'Sullivan Krause in her big balloon swimming pool over her house. Think of black water. Think up a white sky. Think up a boat. Think of blues blowing by. You can think about night, a night in a napup. The birds are asleep and the three moons are up. You can think about day, a day in the dake. The water is blue and the birds are awake. 
Think, think and wonder, wonder and think. How much water can 55 elephants drink? You can wonder how long is the tail of a zong. There are so many thinks that a thinker can think. Would you dare yank a tooth of the rinker rink fink? I wouldn't do that. That looks pretty dangerous. And what would you do if you met a jiboo? I do not know. Oh, the thinks you can think. Think of Peter the postman who crosses the ice once every day and on Saturdays twice. Think. You can think anything that you wish. Think a race on a horse on a ball with a fish. Oh, I see why they don't like this book, because it's telling you to think. Think of light, think of bright, think of stairs in the night. Think, think a ship, think up a long trip. Go visit the vipper of the vipper of vip. He looks nice. And left, think of left. And then think about beft. Why is it that Beft, always go to the left. Oh, there we go. We've just politicized the book. They're leftists. <laughs> and why is it so many things go to the right? Because we're smart, that's why. Oh, you can, that, it doesn't say that. It says, you can think about that until Saturday night. Indeed, you can. Think left and think right. And think low and think high. Now, you, you notice that the low goes with left and the high goes with right. Oh, the thinks you can think up if only you try. And that goes in a little circle in the book. You have to rotate the book to read it if you're not that smart. I'm not, so I had to rotate it. It's a great thing, Dr. Seuss. That is an actual Dr. Seuss book by Dr. Seuss. But are you my mother? I think I always liked that one because I was adopted and I was always looking for my mom. It says, oh, I may cry. This book belongs to Dylan and Garrett. Love, form, mom and grandma. I'm pretty sure that my little Dylan bug wrote that. Oh, sweet boys. Okay, so that put me in a place that I will read to you my thoughts. What I've been thinking of is that, you know, I, I told you earlier I've been doing this Daniel Bible study. And I'm really enjoying it. It's been very interesting because I think she did the study, if I read the copyright of it, 2009 perhaps. And just even tonight... uh one of her questions, oh, here, I have it right here, was, in the margin, write in historical order the names of the presidents your of your country who have served in your lifetime. Beside each name, give a brief description of his character of lead or leadership ability as you understand it, however media-biased it may be. Okay, when she wrote this... Um, let me just double check the copyright date real quick. Da, da, da. I'm pretty sure it was 2000. Oh, sorry, 2006. So 
2006, things were pretty eh, okay, normal. Um, one of the bushes was in office. And the questions that she's asking, a lot of these are discussing Babylon, you know, and what's it like to live in Babylon? And you're going to have to think because it's not like that now. Well, I, I would love for her to read some of the answers that I'm writing now. Um, do jealousy, selfish ambition, and conspiracy against God's faithful ones sound familiar in the book of Daniel? Yes or no? If so, where have you encountered it before? <laughs> Daily was my answer. Because we live in down is up world. And I, I, I wonder if she, Beth Moore herself, whatever you think about Beth Moore, I don't care. Um, I think she's a great teacher. And I enjoy learning no matter who's teaching me, as long as they're teaching me truth. And my discernment is working. My discernment, praise you Jesus, comes through every time. And right now, I, I am, I don't know if it's even heightened more because I'm doing this study of the book of Daniel and what's, you know, how bad Babylon was and whatnot, but um, Satan is bombarding us with constant imagery of evil. And we have to ask ourselves, is our guard for that sort of thing down or up? And in down is up world, you have to really think about it. You know, where is your level of guard against the enemy? What are you prepared to do to fight him off on a daily basis? Are you, are you ready to say out loud in the middle of the grocery store, get behind me, Satan. You have no power over me. My, my body is sealed in the blood of Jesus Christ who died on that cross for me. You have no power. And yes, you do have to say it out loud because Satan cannot read your mind. Praise God. God can read your mind. You can pray in silence if you want. And I think I pray most of the time in silence. Um, because I think my cats already think I talk too much to myself. Peekaboo's deaf. She can't hear me. But when I start, I have to be very careful because... My other dog's name is Glory, and she is very in tune to me. She's my service dog. And, you know, if you say Glory in a prayer, <laughs> she might come running. Anyway, where is your level of guard against the enemy? We are marked with the seal of God. And how... Are we dressing our vessel? And by our vessel, our vessel is our body. Um, and it matters, you know. I recently heard that there was a new, or for the Grammys that, that are coming soon, I think they're this week or something. I so don't follow pop music anymore. I have not listened to pop music in 
years. I love country music and I haven't really even listened to country music for about a year just because my head has been so engrossed in, oh my gosh, what is happening to our country? Oh my gosh, what is happening to our country? Um, it's interesting because music is a huge part of who I am and I have really uh, almost turned off the radio and just within the past month I've started really turning it back on and listening and my voice is totally out of shape I've realized because I don't sing anymore I need to sing again but we need to think about that we need to remember that our vessel we are we are God's vessel and and this comes this thought process of mine has come from the book of Daniel and the end of the Babylonian um, era world with Nebuchadnezzar's rule as king ended because is that right because his was it him no it was his his that's it was his his grandson Belshazzar who had a big old party going on and they drank he ordered the um vessels the goblets that were stolen from Jerusalem from the temple to be brought in so that they could drink from them and they they drank from them and um started worshiping their gods of clay and iron and silver and gold and um and at that moment the hand of god literally appeared and started writing in the plaster on the wall and it wrote you know some words on the wall and basically that was the end for Belshazzar he was captured and bye bye now you got to go time for you to kiss your life goodbye because you took my precious holy vessels this is my point, okay? Those vessels were God's. They were used in his temple. We are now God's. We are sealed by him. We are his holy vessels. And we need to consciously think about that. We need to think about our presentation. And back to the Grammys, apparently... There's a song that's up for the song of the year right now. And wherever it was that I was listening and I heard this, they cannot even say the title of the song on the air because it is so vulgar. What kind of world are we living in? Are you being honoring and modest? Because you'll act like you dress. I really believe that. You know, I may have said this before, but we have to focus on that. We have to remember every day you get dressed on purpose. You know, you, you choose what you're going to put on. You choose how you act. You have choices. We have free will. And God wants us to be 
honoring to his property. And you know what? Maybe that sounds weird to you, but it's true. We're, we, we're, we are God's property, and I don't want to mistreat his property. I want to be honoring to him and present it back to him as valuable. Anyway, that's all I have for you today. Guard your temple, people. Guard your temple. I hope you enjoyed our story hour with our uh, Dr. Seuss books that in my world will never be banned, will never be canceled. We cannot cancel the best nest. Uh Uh-uh. Because we have the best nest. You're wrong, said Mrs. Bird. This house belongs to a foot. There you go. God bless you all. And... Go out there into down is up world and try to turn it back side up. Okay? Turn it right back up where it belongs. Do your best that do anything that you can to turn down is up into up is up. But don't just listen to me because you know, I know nothing. <laughs>